The word says we're called to make disciples. We're growing in the word of God. Jesus Christ was sent to be our saviour. This is the Bromley Town Church Podcast. We pray God speaks to you through this message, blessing you as you live out God's word. Stream or download other sermon podcasts via the Bromley Town Church website or by using the SoundCloud app. Head over to BromleyTownChurch.com. Amen. Now, I'd love to just say a word of prayer because I believe there's not much convincing we have to do to say we're living in strange times. And in times when everything is shaking, the Bible is very clear what the people of God are to do. And so we want to talk about how do we respond. I honestly feel like we keep thinking things are going to go back to normal, and yet we're realizing they're not. There's one shaking, and then you know, you think, okay, COVID is finally, they're releasing, and then you see we have this. Ukrainian Russian thing going on we have inflation going on we have all these shakings that just keep coming what is the Lord wanting to say to his people because you realize the people out in the world don't know what they're not looking for what the Lord's saying but we are to be asking what is the Lord saying to us and how do we respond to it because if we can begin to really hear him and respond to him God can begin to do something through us to impact the nations of the world amen Father, we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, who is our Lord, he is our Savior. We come to you because we know the author of our salvation is through Jesus, that he is the one that even chose us, that we didn't even choose you, but you chose us, and you called us, even in this time in history, to, to stand for you, to be light for you, to be a witness for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray, awaken your people begin to arouse us that we are beginning to pay attention, that we are beginning to be sensitized to the leading of your Holy Spirit, that we are beginning to go after you so that you may begin to do in us and through us all that you desire to do. Bring us out of any kind of slumber and bring us into a position of alertness, of awakening, and of sensitivity, Lord, that we may be able to be a light in a time that is confusing and difficult and even stressful. Lord, we pray, renew our courage. Renew our courage that we may stand for you and believe for you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray, amen and amen. You know, one of the things that, that I believe in reading the Bible when we first started having COVID, my heart was, what's going on and everybody used the words this is unprecedented this is unprecedented and of course even when you see videos of the major cities of the world were completely shut down you see Paris you see Cairo you see New York you see Hong Kong and you see the whole world is shut down and you realize we've never seen anything like this and when I started reading the Bible and just saying God what are you saying you realize that there is no time when something like that was happening, that God did not say something along the lines that if my people who are called by my name, they'll recognize, they'll humble themselves, they'll seek me, I will begin to do something in them to speak to the world. And, you, and I honestly feel like in the very beginning of that, the people of God were aware, God is doing something, let's pay attention. 
But what happens is it just seems like, you know, in America, we started getting justice riots and, and, and conversations and all of that, that we stopped even focusing on humbling ourselves and just started dividing and just beginning get, to get divided. And then you saw all over the world, people just started being drawn into various things that were distracting them. And, and yet every wave of this chaos and this confusion and this division and this calamity, I mean, it's just one thing after another, that you started saying, God, what are you wanting us to see? And for me, one of the things that every time you read the Bible and you see when a crisis came, God was calling us to seek him. You can't hear what God has to say if you don't seek him. You, you seek to find, right? Are you with me? I'm, I'm, I'm used to a little bit of talk back. So if you, can, <laughs> if you can give me a little bit, I'll be going. I'm so tired of that talking to a camera and there's no people in the room. You're saying, come on, there's people in the room. It's to seek the Lord. I remember when I was a young minister and and I really a young man, I wasn't even in ministry yet, and I was wanting to get close to God. And so I start trying to figure out how do I get close to God? And the first thing that came to me was try to be better, try to be good. You know what I'm saying? Like try to do, get rid of bad things, do more good things. And it was kind of like that. And I was trying to do that. Yet I wasn't seeming to get closer to God doing that. I was seeming to get frustrated because I was struggling and I was failing. And I started treating God like he was a police officer. You know, in my country, they have these radar guns. They aim at the cars to determine how fast they're going. And it's like, I started feeling like God was there just trying, aiming his gun at me, his radar gun, saying, okay, I caught you again. And I felt like he was disappointed, frustrated and with me because I wasn't able to be as good as I wanted. I struggled trying to maintain it. So my closeness to God did not happen. And I realized I just was frustrated with trying to live for God that way. So then I started thinking the way to get closer to God was knowledge, just like reading, studying. So I, I got a degree in biblical studies. I got a master's in theology. I got these kinds of things and I learned a lot. And all of that was good to certain points, but I realized after time that it wasn't drawing me closer to God. The real thought I was having is if I get more biblical knowledge, then I can know how to manage my life better. I can live in a better way. Therefore, I can be more successful with my life and with my walk of faith. And I realized that's a lot like what the religious leaders thought. That they really thought if they could get enough knowledge, then they could live well enough and then they could begin to be what they needed to be. But Jesus rejected their approach and he said, no, that's not it. Now, I'm not against knowledge and not against trying to be moral. I'm just saying if that's the core way you're trying to get to God, you're going to be frustrated because the way that he made it is to be a personal relationship with him. It's to be intimately connected to him is that you walk with him you know him he is personally tangibly real in your day-to-day -day life God really is your father who loves you and cares for you and if you who are sinful know how to care for your children how much more does he know how to care for you that it's that intimate that Jesus really is your way 
That in your confusion, in your chaos, that you turn into Jesus, who is the Prince of Peace. And you find a peace in the middle of a storm that is not coming from some person or situation out there. It's coming from a person, Jesus Christ. That the Holy Spirit really is your helper, your comforter, your teacher, your guide. That is a personal relationship. When I started beginning to get out of trying to generate Christianity out of me and started trying to connect to a person, it changed everything. And I began to realize this is real what God offers us. It's not me trying to create a morality or me trying to create a knowledge base that I can operate my life out of. It's me connecting to a person that is life-giving. And so I started really getting this. This was given to me by a pastor. I started realizing Jesus said, the greatest thing in your life is to love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. But the question is, how do I really get to where I love God with all of my being. And he started teaching me, you've got to seek. You've got to seek God if you're going to love God. Because if you don't seek God, you don't know God. And he started saying it's seeking that you find. It's in seeking that God reveals himself and you come to know him. Therefore, your heart trusts him. Your heart releases those insecurities, those fears, and begins to allow God to be who he said he is. So if you don't seek, you don't find. And when everything is shaking, God is saying, my people, come and seek me. Not knowledge, not just trying to manage things better. Come and seek my face. And he was teaching me, as you seek, you'll come to know. And you'll come to know that God is good, that God is faithful. That God... It's not just songs we sing or a memory of when God met me in a crisis 18 years ago. It's right now tangibly touching the faithfulness of God. That my heart releases and says, I can trust you. I can cast my cares on you. I can release my burdens to you. I can allow you to lead me in the midst of uncertainty. And it says, if you seek, you'll know. If you know, you'll love. If you come to know God, if you come to know, not about God, but know God, you want to love him. And when you love God, then you want to obey him. You want to worship him. You want to... uh, trust him you it the whole relationships works when you love but the only way you come to a place that your heart really loves God is you seek and as you seek you know and as you know you love are you with me and so that's what he started teaching me. So my whole concept of Christianity began to change. Instead of me trying to live for God, instead of me trying to be good enough, instead of me trying to manage or do all of that, instead of me just trying to accumulate knowledge, it began to be the essence of Christianity is to seek to know God. And as I come to know him, I am going to see the fruit of that is I begin to love him, trust him, obey him, follow him, give myself to him. And all of those kinds of things. You realize seeking God means giving ourselves to pursue the personhood of God. To really begin to have a passion to draw near to him. That means I want to do things that help me draw near. And I don't want to do things that keep me. That make me want to withdraw from God. To close off from God. To begin to go away from God. The Bible says that if you really have faith, that means that you believe that God is a rewarder of those who seek him. Hebrews eleven six. 6. 
It says that it's impossible to please God without faith because anyone who comes to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Sincerely, for me, the foundation of life is my relationship with Jesus, and I need to seek him on a daily basis. I don't think peace comes from managing my problems better. I think peace comes from getting closer to him. Sincerely, I don't think peace comes by me trying to problem solve, me trying to figure out what's coming and how to deal with it and what to do. I think peace comes from being led by him and knowing he knows the future, he knows how to prepare me, he knows what's coming and how to get me to where I need to be. That's where my peace is found. And so you believe if I seek God, I'm going to find him and he rewards those who seek him. The Bible is telling us over and over again that we are meant to know God, personally know him. You remember when Moses, you know, he had seen the miracles and the things and, and God comes to him and, and basically he's like, what would you like, Moses? And Moses said, show me your way, Lord, that I may know you. You know, you think you've seen the plagues, you've seen the parting of the sea, and now you're saying, God, show me your ways. I don't want to just see your displays of power. I want to personally know you. You know what honestly should be stirring in us during what we've gone through in the last two years? I need you, God. I need to be closer to you. I need to be led of you. I need you to be stronger in my life. In Philippians, Paul wrote in verses 8 and 10 out of chapter 3, he said, What is more, I consider everything lost but the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. He said, this is the pursuit of my life. What do I believe one of the things that God wants to do in this day and time is he wants the church to get back to the place that they want to know Christ more than they want anything else in this world. When everything shakes that can be shaken, that believers in Jesus realize the only sure footing that I have is Jesus Christ. And I want to know you. And I want to know. I really want to seek you. One time, this pastor that was kind of training me as a young minister he started teaching me there's a difference in lust and love they're both strong emotions but you can't always tell the difference because someone can be in lust and really lust is I want what you have for myself but love is I want to give what I have to bless you and a lot of people lust for God they don't love God they want what God has but love is I want you and that's the reason the Bible says, seek my face and not just my hand. Seek me, not just what I can give you. Seek to know me, to love me, to have your heart burn for me, not just to get from me things that you need in your life. And Paul's saying, I consider everything in my life worth nothing compared to knowing Christ. Somebody say amen. Amen. Jesus one time defined eternal life, and he said, this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Christ Jesus whom you sent. This is eternal life, to know you. 
The proof of eternal life is not religious deeds. It's not what you've done. It's your intimate, personal relationship with God. It's knowing Him. Seeking God began to become the foundation of what I began to understand as Christianity. If I am to make real progress with God, it's not by trying harder. It's not by trying to manage myself better. It's by seeking Him. By getting closer to Him. As I begin to get closer to Him, He will reveal what needs to happen. He will begin to do in me what I can't do. He will begin to open doors that I can't open. And I saw Him do that. I saw Him heal things in my heart that I've never been able to heal. I saw Him opening and bringing breakthroughs that I had not been able to bring. I remember even going into levels of ministry. And I was like, I don't know how to do this. Instead of trying to figure it out, I would go into seeking God. And God would begin to show me how to begin to walk that out and I began to realize the key the breakthrough is learning to seek him and if I could really begin to seek him he would begin to make a way where there's not a way he would begin to do in me what needed to be done I remember he's I remember one time with my for one of my children there was a great battle going over them and you know most of the time when there's a battle over our children we try to straighten it out fix them get through to them and we get frustrated because why it doesn't work they 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 resist us they argue with us they got their own dis, dis, desires or ways and there's this battle going on so i i was believing god i'm going to seek you so i went away to seek the lord and he began to speak to me and he started telling me i love him more than you love him I gave him to you and your wife for a purpose that you don't even understand. You don't even grasp the fullness of why I put him in this time in history, why I entrusted him to you and her. And he began to give him to me because if you keep trying to manage him, you're going to push him in the direction you don't want him to go. And it was like seeking God. I realized he's got the grasp of how to get through him way better than I do. And he loves him even more than I do. It began to be the foundation. We need to seek the Lord. It's what I began to believe what Christianity is. It's what we needed to do. But I started realizing there's a difference in knowing about God and knowing God. Are you with me? Somebody goes to war and you come back and they tell you, you don't understand war. And if you start, oh yeah, I've read all about it. I watch movies all the time. They have war, da 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 da. Say, you don't understand war until you've been in war. There's a lot of times we don't understand God. We just know about God. We've just learned things about Christianity. But it's been a long time since we really had a heart to seek God. So we have facts, or we know God's reputation. We know what he did with Moses. We know what he did with Peter and Paul. We know what he did that one time 18 years ago when we were really hungry and we sought the Lord. I would guarantee you everybody in here probably at one time has really sought the Lord and they encountered God when they sought him. Are you with me? I mean, you were really, I'm, I, I need God. And so we go after God and then we encountered God. But then years and time passes and we stop seeking. So we start just knowing about God and not knowing God personally, where God reveals himself to us. The word know in the Bible is talking about an intimate knowledge. 
It's a closeness. It's a connection. It's the kind of knowledge you only get from being personally connected. Like, you may know Boris Johnson, but you don't know him. You may know lots about him. You may see all kinds of reports and things that tell you this and that about him. You may recognize him if you see him on the street, but you don't know him. You won't know him unless you started spending personal time with him and having conversation with him. And he decided to reveal his heart to you and begin to interact with you. Then you could begin to say, I know him. But most of us in here, that's what we do with God. We know Bible facts. We know principles. We know things. But it's been a while since we've really been in an intimate personal connection with God and what happens when it's been a while we feel stagnant we feel as though something is lifeless in our walk with the Lord but the staggering truth is God wants you to know him he wants you it's like arms are open the reason Jesus came wasn't just to pay the price for your sin it was to reconcile you with God so that you could now come boldly into the throne of grace assured of his welcome because you're not coming to him based on your merit you're coming to him based on that the cross satisfied the holiness of God it washed away the guilt of my sin and it made it possible for me to come assured that God would receive me and so you realize God wants you to know him. Over and over, the Bible tells us, even the, the covenant that was told, we're going to get a new covenant. And what was the promise of the new covenant? It says in Hebrews 8, 11, no longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, know the Lord, because they all know me from the least to the greatest. See, the whole thing, the new covenant was now you can know God. You don't have to go through the high priest. You don't have to go through a sacrificial system. You can come into the presence of God. 1 John 4, 7 through 8 says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. He's saying when you don't have an intimate personal relationship with God, your love begins to diminish. But when you really have a close personal walk with God, there is love in you. Why? Because God is love. His love is flowing in you and it's flowing through you to your family, to those around you. And you all can testify to this. I can too. The closer I am to God, the more love is inside of me. The more I begin to just know God or just go through Christianity in a distance, the less love there is inside of me. In Matthew 7, it says this. Remember when Jesus said, many will come to me on that day and say, Lord, didn't I prophesy in your name? Didn't I cast out demons? Didn't I do many marvelous works? And he'll say, depart from me. I never knew you. I never had an intimate, personal relationship with you. He said, not everyone who comes to me will come, but he that does the will of my Father. He's saying, it's about this seeking and knowing and walking with me. John 10, Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father, I will lay down my life for my sheep. Jesus says, we have a relationship that he wants it as close as his and the father's. That we will know each other. That we will know him. He will know us. And we will walk in this intimate personal relationship. 
I'm saying to you, I feel like the church of Jesus Christ has fallen more into religion, knowing about God, and has left somewhat the intimate personal relationship with God. And during all of this, God is saying, come back and seek me. Come back to that first love. He wants us to know him. This is all about knowing him so that his love could flow through us to other people. First John 2, 3 through 4 says, and by this, you will know that you've come to know him. He said there's fruit when you really know him. If you keep his commandments, whoever says I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. Sometimes you read the Bible and you think, oh, what do I do with that? He's saying here, there's a kind of knowing God that causes obedience. Now, we know that knowing about God doesn't, but he said there is a kind of intimate knowledge you get of God that when you get that is so powerful, it produces a will to do his will, an obedience. And it's not a head knowledge that does that. It's not a, somebody telling you about God that does that. It is when Christ begins to draw near and personal and real to you. That when that happens, there is something inside of you that releases yourself to him and wants to follow him, wants to walk with him. You truly can know God. That's the whole reason Jesus came to reconcile us for that. It's not just listening to sermons and songs or talking about God. It's when you seek him, you'll come to know him. I don't want to just read the Bible or sing worship songs. I want them to lead me to God so that I may know him. When I read the Bible, I don't read for study or for sermon prep. I read for one reason. I want the Holy Spirit to take the words of Scripture to reveal God to me more personally. Because if I can see who he is, then I will worship him for who he is. I don't want just the head knowledge. I want the heart revelation. You see, there's a difference in knowing about God and knowing God. The religious leaders had a way they went about God and they knew about God. And they tried to read, to memorize, to study, to develop rules and standards. And they tried to discipline themselves and they had all these teachings, but it never took them to God. In fact, Jesus said in John 8, 19, you do not know me or my father. These are religious people. And I'm afraid that he would say that to much of the church today worldwide. You don't know me. You don't know me. Your hearts aren't melting by the reality of who I am. You haven't encountered me in a long time. You need to come back to where it's about me. Not just thinking thoughts about me, but where you come to know me. In fact, he told the religious leaders, you know the scriptures, but the scriptures are to take you to me. And they're not. And he rejected what they had. He said, this is about a relationship. And then you look at, what about the disciples? He comes to the disciples and he's teaching them how to give themselves to him, a person. How to follow him. And he's teaching them how to trust him and how to obey him and to go with him. You remember sometimes he would even tell them to do something like, how's it going fishing? Oh, it's terrible. We got nothing. Why don't you go back out? No, we got nothing. Go back out and throw off your nets over that side. 
And what does he do? They go and do it, and they get a revelation of him, and Peter falls down because their nets are full and overflowing, and he knows that this wasn't normal fishing. And he says, depart from me, for I'm a sinful man. Why did he say that? Because he got a revelation of who Jesus really is. You know, remember, they're, they're on a sea, or they're, they're by a, a, a guy that's been dead for four days. And they see him calm the storm, and they see him do this stuff. And you realize Jesus wanted us to walk where we're undone by him, where we're in awe of him. Many times, I think, there's things that just build up in our walks with God. Internal things, external things. And our hearts just to begin to get disengaged. And we get head knowledge instead of heart revelation. We can quote a lot. We can say a lot. We can tell people a lot. And we can begin to be thinking, that's what Christianity is. You know, you go to this, you do that, but that's what the religious leaders thought. And God was not impressed. The only people Jesus talked kind of strongly to were them. It wasn't even the woman at the well or other people. It was the religious people that had lost the point of what this is all about. Why is the world shaking so much? Because God's merciful. And if he didn't stop things, we would just continue to move in a direction that goes nowhere. We are the light of the world. If we don't seek the Lord to reveal Christ, then all they see is religion and it doesn't impress them at all. They want to see Jesus. And he's saying, you have had my son's death to pay your debt to wash you clean so that you can come boldly in my presence and know me. But you've got to seek me to find. One of the things that I, I jotted down here was just some practical things about how do you seek the Lord? Because I realize in lots of ways we've lost that awareness to a degree. And I, and I realize, so I'm just going to throw up a few things here. And, and I encourage you, if one of them or two of them jump out at you, jot it down so that you can take it with you to seek the Lord. One of the things, when you seek the Lord, focus on God, not yourself, or not your problems. Many times in reading the Bible and in praying and worshiping, we focus on ourselves. We're looking for a solution. That's seeking God's hand and not seeking God. And I want to say, focus on God. You will be surprised that if you focus on Him, as He said, seek me first and all of the things will be added unto you. I'll take care of your problems. He's saying, but, but seek me. Seek him with our hearts, not just our minds. Many times you're trying to pursue God and you feel as though you're empty or you're cold or you're dead or something's wrong. Your heart is shut down probably because you're carrying your burdens and you're carrying your grievances and you've not released them to the Lord. If I begin to pursue seeking God with my heart, that means I've got to deal with what's going on in my heart. Are you with me? And so if I'm seeking God and I feel my heart is shut, my heart is cold, my heart is dead, then I start humbling myself, casting my cares, giving him my burdens, for, uh, repenting of my grievances that I'm holding against my brothers and my sisters. Second of all, how to seek God. There's tools. We need to 
You cannot seek God and not read the Bible. The Bible is the tool to focus on God, to become aware of God. You know what the Holy Spirit does? He takes the word of God and reveals God to you. No one knows God but the Son. But God chooses to reveal himself through his word. And his Holy Spirit will take sometimes simple things. I remember when I read Unfailing Love. And I just read how David praised God all the time for his unfailing love, his unfailing love. And I remember seeing that and being struck by that. And I realized, I don't believe you have unfailing love. Because every time I give you my burden and something shakes, I take it back. Because I believe something is not, I'm not going to be taken care of. So I started praying, let me trust your unfailing love. Let me release myself to love that will not fail. And the more I prayed into that, the more I be- my heart began to trust that God's love is not like people's love. And I began to release to that. I mean, on and on, I could tell you revelations that I have uh, had of God by just his word, the Holy Spirit taking the word. How much are you in the word seeking God? I want to know you. Holy Spirit, take the words of scripture and reveal the father to me. Praise Praise isn't about me getting a feeling. Praise is about me exalting him and lifting him higher so that I will treat him as who who he is. Also, I put down here, ask relational questions. Many times we're just asking, what do I do with this problem? God, are we giving God a list? God, fix this. God, do that. God, change that. But this is a relationship. Ask God, how can I get closer to you? How can I open my heart more to you? If we're seeking him, we ask questions of how can my heart be more completely yours? How can I begin to walk where I walk by faith and not by sight? How can I begin to give of myself? I've even asked God, what are some things you love about me? What did you put me in here to do for you? Ask relational questions in your seeking of God. Let there be questions about your heart being his. And begin to walk in humility. Many times when I feel a strain in being close to God, I humble myself. What does God give to humility? Grace. Always grace. Third, I said, what hindrances will come against us? There will be things that impose you. Many of us, when we seek God, we hit the opposition. Because you remember, it's not just you and God. There's a third party trying to interfere. Can you imagine you're trying to reconcile or be close to someone and there's a third party constantly getting in the middle and causing a stir? If you have a situation like that, it's very complicated. But see, the thing is, that's the reason Jesus told us, yeah, there's an enemy. He opposes you, but I've already defeated him. So put your eyes upon me. Many times when I'm seeking God, I will have internal things that are opposing me. I have found exalting and praising Jesus pushes back the enemy and begins to draw me closer to God. Sometimes there's external things in my schedule, in my day, and all that kind of things. And I begin to seek God. How can I draw closer to you? we got to deal with hindrances. Many times I want to say to you, how many of you have ever tried to get more healthy? Raise your hand if you've ever tried... Some of you are not caring about health, I see. (laughs) It always helps to have somebody that's trying to get healthy with you. I remember when I started trying to do meal prep, if you know what I mean. There are so many things that would, like, 
you would try to cook and then, you know, but my youngest son, he was doing it with me. And he said, no, you need to buy containers. No, you need to do it. He started teaching me things and I started beginning to get so much better at it because why? There was somebody with me. You need somebody that wants to seek God too. This pastor that I mentioned, he's passed away now. He helped me seek God. Sometimes this is the way he helped me. I would share with him what God showed me when I was reading. And he said, that's the Lord. And that just ignited me. Because I knew I was on the right track. See, that third party is constantly trying to discourage you. and say, You can't do it. You're not getting anywhere. It's not mattering. It doesn't matter. And you've got to have people that are helping you go for it. Keep seeking God fresh and alive. If you're not connecting, ask God what's hindering. If your heart is closed, humble yourself. If your mind is thinking all the time, begin to cast and give God your cares. I can't tell you this unless you, without you doing it. If you seek God, you will have opposition. But if you keep seeking God, he will remove the opposition. And the whole thing is don't grow weary and doing well because you will receive a harvest if you do not give up. See, here's the point. God wants to reveal himself to you. God wants you to know him. He wants to be close to you. That is the reason Jesus died. Because we were far away, now we've been brought near. We were enemies of God, now we're sons and daughters of God. We are meant to be in relationship with him. And all of this destabilizing things that are going on are to cause the believers in Jesus to begin to go to God, to seek God, to realize, God, this amount of uncertainty is becoming impossible for me to manage in my humanity. I need you. Now, I want to close with this really quickly. Five benefits if you seek the Lord. One of the best benefits of seeking God is his presence. It says in Deuteronomy 4.29, but if from there you seek the Lord your God, you will find him if you seek him with all of your heart. The promise is over and over in scripture, if you seek me, you'll find me. The reason some of us have not encountered God in a while is because we've not begun to get a heart that was willing to seek the Lord and we need to renew that heart to seek God. There is no way you can seek God and not begin to encounter God. He says, if you seek me, you'll be found. Jeremiah 29 says, you seek me, you'll find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Sometimes in the beginning of seeking, God's plowing up the hard places of your heart so that your heart can begin to go after him. But God's presence is life-giving. God's presence is transformative. God's presence is what we're lacking it's what begins to cause us to know him is his presence. Second of all, his pardon. When you begin to seek the Lord, he begins to cleanse you and empower you to rise up to the levels that you need. Many of us are frustrated because there's things in our lives that we know shouldn't be there. Whether our, we're pulled back, whether we, don't, we feel cold of heart, whether we feel like an old sin has crept back into our lives. There's things in our lives that frustrate us. But when you begin to seek the Lord, he begins to help you rise up in new strength. 
Isaiah 55 says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. Let the wicked forsake his way, the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto God, and he will have mercy on him to our God, and he will abundantly pardon. No matter how far we've gone away, whenever you seek the Lord, he will draw you near. Somebody say amen. Amen. People are not that way, but God is that way. He's willing to restore fellowship. He's willing to restore closeness. He's willing to restore things that you've known in the past but haven't seen in a while. How do you find those? You begin to seek the Lord. You'll also notice power. When you draw near to God, he gives you the power to overcome, the power to go through. The power to begin to rise up. He says in James 4, submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you're double-minded. When we go into a season of seeking God, God begins to renew our strength. That we're able to begin to walk out what he knows he's called us to do. Some people feel like, I feel weak. I feel I don't feel as strong or as passionate or as whatever as I used to be. And then they're trying to get strength out of themselves. That's not where strength is found. Strength is found as you begin to seek the Lord. As you begin to seek the Lord, you get new strength. You begin to get the desires to do the things that you had in the past. Sometimes I feel weak or I feel lousy. But as I begin to seek the Lord, he can begin to transform me. Why? What's happening? He's given me power. I have so many people that say things like this. I know I ought to, but. I know I ought to be praying more. I know I ought to be reading the Bible more. I know I ought to spend more time with my family. I know I ought to, da-da-da-da, but I'm not. What are they saying? I lack power. I lack power. I know what's right, but I'm not doing it. What's happening? I lack spirit. To pray takes spiritual power. To really go into the word of God and be fed from the word of God takes spiritual power. Where does power come from? It comes from the Lord who strengthens us in our inner being. Protection. When you do not come near to the presence of God often, you realize you lack courage, you lack strength, You lacked even those things to do the things. This is one of my favorite verses. I say this verse all the time. Psalms 9, 10. Those who know know your name trust in you. Know means I personally have experienced who you really are. For you never forsake those who seek you. I could, I've sought the Lord many, many times in my life. There's times I've been dry as a bone. And I started seeking the Lord. There's times I've been disillusioned to the core of my being. And I started seeking the Lord. There's times I've suffered deep hurt. And I started seeking the Lord. And every single time, he began to raise me up. And began to restore me and get me moving and get me going again. If you, would ever, if you ever take everything from me, the first place I'm going to find is where, where am I going to fall on my knees and begin to seek the Lord? When I've been under threat, I would begin to seek the Lord. And he will always begin to come and strengthen you and begin to really. Some of you are lost. You're disoriented. What do you need to do? Seek the Lord. 
Some of you feel dry and weary. All of this COVID stuff just got us out of rhythms and routines and we feel disorganized and dysfunctional in ways. What do we do? We seek the Lord. Some of our families, I mean, I've even noticed families feel difficulty. What do you do? You seek the Lord. Finally, perspective. Proverbs 28, 5 says, Evildoers do not understand what is right, but those who seek the Lord understand it fully. I know that you've probably experienced this times where you try to solve a problem, solve a problem, solve a problem. You can't get anywhere and you bow down and you humble yourself to go after God and then he shows you the way and everything changes. I can't tell you how much understanding he wants to release to us now, but we need to seek him to find I want to ask you a question. Do you really want to know God? Do you want to just get out of knowing about God and say, I want, I want to, to reconnect with you, God. I want to begin to really feel that life, that passion, that love, that power, that fire for you again. All that's been going on, honestly, sometimes you can feel like I've been drained dry from all of this. What do we do? We need to seek the Lord. And that's a heart attitude. That's a place that your heart begins to know where my answer is found, where my hope is found, where my strength is found is in you, Jesus Christ. So personally, as a family, as a church, we want to begin to pursue you fresh and new. I really want to pray for you this morning and as I was praying I mean in these days ahead it was really to begin to light a fire so that we would go after God and begin to allow God to do something in us so that we're standing in new strength and new hope for whatever he's beginning to do in our time in our generation but we need to start with I need to begin to give my heart to seek the Lord I want to pray for those of you that are really saying I want a burning in my heart to go after God fresh and new again. I'm going to say a prayer. Jesus, you are the way, the truth, and the life. You are the one that came to set captives free. You destroyed every weapon of the enemy. We do not need to be weak, enabled. We do not need to be confused and lost. You are our Savior, not only back when we first came to you, but today, right now. You're our Redeemer. Father, we pray for a fresh desire to go after you, a fresh hunger to want to be near you again, to want to have fresh encounters, fresh experiences with you, that our hearts are reminded and renewed to the truth of who you really are. God, we want a fresh outpouring of your Spirit in our hearts in our reading, in our praying, in our worshiping, in our walking day to day. God, I pray that there will be some in this church that say, God, here am I. I don't want to just know about you. I want to know you. I really want to know you like I have known you before. Father, we bless your name. You're worthy to be pursued. Break away slumber. Break away just heaviness of heart. Break away just the confusion and the disorientation that has come. Bring us back to that 
heart that just knows you are the answer. You are the way. You are the hope of our lives. And that we begin to seek after you above everything else, Lord. We praise you, God. Thank you for listening to this message from Bromley Town Church. You are always welcome to visit us on a Sunday morning. Or join us again for more messages here online. You can also stay connected with us at www.bromleytownchurch.com.